It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hi, uh, um... Martin Grayson here from the Stoke City Herald online. Um, is there any rumours to the dispatch, uh, dispatching and getting rid of uh, Gordon McLaren from no, the club? No, no, no. Uh, Trample bet. We're, we're really happy to address this issue. Um, there's absolutely no truth in the rumours that we're seeking a replacement from Gordo for the podcast. Um, Gordo has the full backing of the board and we have the utmost confidence that he will turn us around. You've got to remember Gordo's came free and from a, a French background and he's just getting used to the, the format and how we work. Um, and if you remember rightly, Alex Ferguson didn't win it in his first few years at Manchester United, so we just, just need a given time to settle, but no, there's no truth in the rumours. What about the uh, photographs that have been shared online recently? Yeah, the, 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 I've seen the photos this morning. We've just been um, inundated by a media officer. Um, James McIver's just a personal friend. Uh, that was a personal dinner. Um, we're not talking to James McIver or anyone for that matter. Uh, the vacant, no, sorry, the not vacant post to replace Gordo. Um, no more questions, guys. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday, 26th of October, 2019. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me is Andy Vaughan. As always. And Gordo. Alright, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was, it, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was his birthday as well. Zero, zero know, for eight. Happy belated birthday. Uh, cheers. Oh, 26 <laughs> is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, you only 26? Aye. That's fucking depressing that's when you like when you were naming players like ah you remember him in the early 90s I was like no really not I thought you just had a terrible memory <laughs> well along is, with my terrible picks I is FIFA older than you yes no no the Maybe. game not the organisation <laughs> <laughs> uh, no was it the not? first one was FIFA International which, which nine, came nine, out before 1994 yeah. yeah Uh, so yeah I was uh, one the first FIFA I played was in um, 98 the World Cup one, yeah, they could play the, indoor five aside. Aye, and you could also class. I had it on the PC. I remember that it was terrible. <laughs> on the PC, if you double tap the E key, you would dive, and I think that's the the only FIFA that they've had that is yeah is possible because they wanted to discourage it. So they should just get it back in. They should Aye. get it back in because you got punished if you were caught. Yeah. Have you ever? So uh, along those lines, there was a Call of Duty game that was absolutely slated because. Uh, of what happened in it because at one point there was like this massacre and you had to pay, press F to play, pay respects so like anytime <laughs> anything happens online bad you just see lots of people in the comments with just F that's I was like uh, this has gone in a weird direction because we'll get to the picks eventually aye, aye, we'll, oh, don't worry we will go over the fine, I thought we were skimming them there was a I was listening to a podcast 30 for 30 and it is Madden yeah, and it's about the invention of the game mm. and how that all came about and how John Madden got involved. It was just really cool, but you definitely wouldn't be around for Madden because that was like eighty five. Do you remember like I remember World Soccer on the Master System? 
That's had that in like the very early nineties. That was quality. The graphics were shit, but penalty shootouts looked cool. Well, that was the thing they were talking. They were talking about literally trying to get twenty-two players. It was fucking amazing. And John Madden just—it's funny because you just realised how much commentary must go through, like uh, Lee Dixon and all that, and FIFA, because mm. John Madden has to do and gets five hundred, uh, fifteen hundred minutes of recorded sentences for that for the game. Yeah, uh, for the game, and it's um, it goes back. To like, I think it's like 2001 or something, and somebody's giving him the lines of the script. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Who the fuck wrote this? It's like, Where have you got this from? I would never say that. It's like, if you've, if a coach is doing this, he shouldn't be at this level. Yeah. So it's just guys going, Oh, I've heard somebody say this before. And yeah. that's why you sometimes get FIFA commentary where you go, Who the fuck would say that? And it's probably because it's people like Lee Dixon who don't have yeah, Michael Owen or someone <laughs> said something at some point. Have you, have you ever seen the, um, list of Japanese baseball American baseball players that was generated by a Japanese software development team for an American like they contracted it over to uh, Japan for this it's a really convoluted way of saying it right but they contracted this game to be built and they had to come up with American names like right? made up ones made up ones so it's like, names like Bob Dugnut and stuff like that <laughs> so there's a whole bunch whole bunch of these names that like I'll, I'll see if I can find a list and put it on the Twitter but it, it's the be, funniest thing it'd ever it'd be like us trying to come up with some Japanese sounding names by ourselves. And it would clearly just be utter bullshit, yeah. and and we would be it'd be the most racist. Yeah, thing. yeah absolutely. Of course it would be. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bob Dugnut is my is my favourite of that list. I had a game called Leaderboard Golf, and it was cracking, right? And it actually had rights to some of the players, so you could play as like Davis Love the Third and various things like this, <laughs> and on the math system. But it only had three lines of commentary. <laughs> <laughs> One was. No doubt about it, that's deep in the sand trap. And anytime you're balling in a bunker, it just <laughs> said that. But he didn't talk about anything else. If it went in the water, if it went in a bunker, or if it like you hold an iron shot, you got a sound clip. Um, yeah, brilliant. We we could use the buttons on our uh, our road machine here to have just <laughs> yeah. like four specific lines of commentary we play. That's what Gary's trying to do with all the sound, doesn't he? He's trying to yeah. get out of doing the work for us now. He's like, hey, you could just load that. Uh, just press, press that get, button. Get in Ziggy with it, but. <laughs> You start your picks and I just press this, the mid-sound bite halfway through. <laughs> so happy birthday, Gordo. Thanks, thanks. Um, my banker, pills in 3-0. I was waiting on it on Sunday for the clean sweep. Yep. Got it. 3-0, no problems. Happy. M- my banker, problematic. There was a there was a big following on the on the Facebook group talking back and forth about this game. Inverness were 2-1 up with uh, well, stoppage time to go and they drew two each at home to Aloha. And it was a really bad result. How have Aloha in the last three weeks gained four points from Dundee United and Inverness? So Dundee United are... I mean, te- P- Peter Grant's done a very good job. Dundee United been. are terrible away from home and even worse on artificial pitches, as right, okay. evidenced by our 4-0 thrashing um, at the weekend when Queen of the South just done us. <laughs> um, and we, we've got a history of that. When that Gary will tell you, when Dumbarton were in that league, we couldn't beat Dumbarton, even though they got relegated. Right. Like Dundee United just have this thing where we up our game against the bigger teams... I think they think they can phone in a win, and we just can't. Teams that try and, you know, make that middle of the pitch a contested battle, we're just really bad at doing it. But I was very surprised that they managed to get anything in Inverness, especially with Inverness having the lead in stoppage time. Like, that was was just unlucky. Uh, Arhus Silkeberg, let's let's talk about this. Right, so this was the last of my games to actually uh, kick off, and it was Arhus. Arhus are third in the league, Silkeberg are bottom, and have had no wins. Uh, they went. Silkeberg went up one 0 Arhus equalised. Arhus went up two one. Silkeberg equalised. 
Silkeborg went up 3-2, Aarhus equalised. Silkeborg then went on and banged one in the last minute to absolutely shaft us. That was because they were pushing on to try and get oh, you your banker. Yeah, yeah. and, and they, I was watching it on Bet365, so it was even more insulting because you see the goal going in Bet365, you turn it off in anger, then get the flash score notification <laughs> <laughs> to see you've, you've... I was like, I know I've lost, but thanks. Um, that was terrible. Uh, my value, Hitafi, at home with Leganes. It was a terrible first half. I was worried because Leganes were all over them but Hitafi won 2-0 in the second half Very, they're, they're in good form now actually they are but that was one of those ones where you're watching going oh this doesn't look great there was nothing happening and then goal alert oh we've got 1-0 up brilliant I hope I don't see any more alerts yeah because I'm now I just want it to end 1-0 yeah. and then there was another alert and I thought the worst and I went, oh 2-0 great John's a genius <laughs> I had it in 9-10 I said but see before the game on Skybet it was 9-7 so you were getting over evens on Skybet before the game which was which that's, made me happy. That's great. Yeah. Same same for my value. That was over evens. It was eight to seven. Um Peter Brow away at Gillingham. Goals. Uh, they appear to just score goals. They went two and a up, it ended two one. Um but that's a solid over Did any seven. of the strikers score? Don't know. I had a look at them uh, because of the there's a midweek card, I had a look at them today. They they've got the top two, don't they? In that league. They're the top two strikers. Yeah, the top two goal scorers yeah. in the league both play for Peterborough. Um they they've scored I think thirty goals this season. <laughs> which is an enormous amount of goals compared to anyone else. And they've only let in 15 or 16. So, I mean, that's about average for everybody. They just have scored so many more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be backing them later again. Um, they're just a good thing just now. Nice. Um, my value was St. Pauli versus Darmstadt. Darmstadt beat them away from home 1-0. It was another rubbish game, Darmstadt. <laughs> I watched, watched, like, St. Pauli were all over them. And then Darmstadt scored in the last with 10 minutes to go and that was it. Just pish. My outsider was Mladovosov away to Zlin. They took their home form on the road, finally. Um, they beat Pilsen the week before the international break to 3-1, which was a really good result against probably the best team in Czech Republic. And they won 2-0. It was a very comfortable game, actually. I think Zlin had one shot and it was at 2-0. So I was very happy. Yeah, it was a great shot. I've got 13 8 here. It went out to pass 2 to 1. It did. It was 23 to 10 at one point. Nice. So It went over 2 to 1. Um, my outsider, I took Odensee away at Alborg just because I figured they were pretty equally that matched. That was your charity? Was it not? Was that the charity pick? Yeah, I think your West Ham Everton was the outsider. Ah, yeah, it was because that was the first the first match early on the Saturday. Gary, you might want to edit that. No, it's fine because we shat all over the charity. Do whatever you like. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I, I I took the wrong side of that. Everton wanted him. Uh, my outsider was uh, sorry. My uh, yeah, my outsider was Air at Dunfermline, which wasn't at, was it was pointed out to me wasn't actually an outsider. Likely to like to make a personal plea to James yep. McIver to stop ruining my life. Right? <laughs> yeah, wasn't even an outsider, and it got humped. Oh, I got humped. Uh, yeah, they lost three uh, two at Dunfermline. Dunfermline's first points. Well, Air, Air now have a manager though. Uh, they they Mark appointed Kerr. Mark Kerr today, who Good. we mentioned last week. Yeah. In a reference to Champ Manager. Nice. Because I think Ray, Brad, Ray Bradshaw, Scottish comedian, who's been on this before, yeah. uh, put up something about it's funny that he was a Championship Manager legend, now he's a manager on the Championship. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but aye, yeah, Dunfermline uh, beat Air 3 2. Um, just aye. And the charity just in general was awful. My team went up 1 0. Yeah. And then yeah, lost 3 1. Pumped. Uh, yours lost 1-0 to Alberg they must just be really good at being boring at home and uh, nicking wins Odensee had 21 shots Alberg had 14 like do, do you know what I mean I was on the right side of it for bigger odds um, yeah. but yeah and I had Central Coast Newcastle Jets to be over 2.5 goals they finished one each 
just watched the highlights before we started recording, so we had any updates on Ziggy Gordon. Yeah. There was so many fucking chances. I know. 56 minutes and both of them hit the post yeah. from then on in, and there was loads of fucking bitty chances. Really annoying because I never watched it. And I was also annoyed because as we follow a, an Australian predictor who'd said under 2.5 goals, and I was like, no, nah, I think there's goals in this game. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> like, I, I think I'd even commented from our account, uh, not, even, account. not even oh, my yeah. own. So yeah. I was like, oh, I wasn't even like embarrassing myself. I was embarrassing the podcast. <laughs> You've let everyone know to hit. <laughs> you know. So. That was last week's picks. Well done on your three out of three. Yeah, that's the second time I've got it this year, and I get my value and outsider the previous week. I'm gonna be better roll. It's gonna change very soon. Yeah, probably like, these things going. These things going cycles. Probably this weekend because I don't feel confident on any of my picks, which we'll talk about in a minute. We'll start with the most successful part, although she's not played. Fiona Brown mm-hmm. of Rosengarden, Sweden, is now the champion. They won the title. Very good news. Um, mm-hmm. She's injured. She's still going to be out until well into the start of next season. But that is her added to a cup that she won last year with Edgeguard or something. I don't know. I literally cannot pronounce half the teams in Sweden. <laughs> It's so difficult. I think a listener someday we need to, we've got a listener that can dictate to us. In Swedish? Yeah. I don't know. If any of the listeners speak Swedish, do get in touch. Was that <laughs> just was that just a rare Dutch Oh Michael Garrett's out in yeah, I think he lives in Amsterdam. So we need so. to find somebody if I know somebody out in Sweden. I'll get I'll get all these names confirmed. But yeah, she's a champion. Medal winner. We've got one. I mean I didn't see it anywhere in the paper, so we're probably the only Scottish medium covering it. <laughs> Rangold is probably the next big winner. Forenza were playing Aves in the Portuguese League Cup, yeah. which was Aves are bottom with no points in the top flight of Portugal. Forenza are third. This is the Rangold derby. He was previously on loan to Aves. Mm-hmm. This is the team he was in loan at when he knocked out Sporting Lisbon from the Cup in the semi-final. And then Sporting Lisbon recalled, recalled him, him and another player the next day so they couldn't play in the final. And I'm not sure what I said this to you, wasn't massively involved in any of the goals, but they won 5-2. But if you go watch the highlights, which are on our Twitter page, he's celebrating like mad in every goal. Yeah, there's clearly a bit like of Like something's there. happened, something. yeah, whether they've been brought back and it's been bitter to yeah. the point where he couldn't go back on them, but he was fucking, it wasn't like a, oh, this was my ex-club, I'll show them respect. It was, it definitely looked like, fuck off. Yeah. Maybe they've got a terrible animal rights record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That 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 might be all it takes. Could be that. Kitman's an elephant. That's it. He hates it. Uh, Liam Henderson's still not playing. Yeah. Verona. Ollie Burke got 12 minutes in Alavez's 2 0 win against Celta, so there's nothing really to watch there. Tony Watt, uh, Locomotive Plov, did beat Siska Sevilla 1 0. He got taken off at half time with one of the other strikers. Tony Watt wasn't involved in any of the highlights, but the other striker missed three glaring opportunities in the I think first he's half. He's been taken off as. as- just because because of them, yeah. I both of you got off. So yeah. he, his body language bothers me when I see him playing, whenever I see the clips. Just genuinely looks like somebody who wants to be playing FIFA or Pro Ev rather than being on a football Fortnite. pitch. Yeah. Well he does, like he literally has a I YouTube don't... channel where he just plays FIFA and Pro Ev. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can that feels like that's probably your career now. 
Yeah, doing that. Yeah, because it's plays probably, himself every that, year. Yeah, yeah, that's where you're getting more more traction. Uh, Fraser Hornby continued his winning yeah. form again. A two 0 win over Varagem. Wasn't involved in any of the goals. Um, goals were alright. The pretty poor game. They've seemed to pure snip the highlights, which is annoying. The, yeah. pre- the previous week when they won two uh, 0 no four 0 when he scored the double. There was like eight minutes of highlights, and this one had two, and it was just the goals. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't really get a grasp of the game. Yeah, this. maybe people are more likely to watch two minutes than eight. Like, not us, probably, though. No, not yeah. us. But there's... I'd take the 90 minute cut <laughs> with Hornby commentating over the top of it. <laughs> you probably want those really short, sweet ones. Yeah. Because obviously, like, I'm a member of various different um, subscription services for football teams. Yeah. So, like, I can listen to any Hull game live if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how often do you use that a season? Maybe like four or five times a season. I'll just uh, just stick it on. Well, usually while I'm at Tannadice, I'll listen to the commentary of the whole game. Right, okay. If, if they're playing as well. Misery loves company, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> in saying that, was it, what year was it? It was the year Dundee United lost the Scottish Cup final to St. Johnson and Hull lost the FA Cup final to Arsenal on the fucking same day. And they're the two teams like that. I obviously like Arsenal. I like Arsenal as well. I know, but I really wanted Dundee United and Hull to win because I went out yeah. with my fucking two scarves. Not a half and half scarf. Dundee United won to the cup final, and then for after I could support Hull. There's like there's a girl that follows me on Twitter who's a Tottenham fan, and has uncovered the fact that I follow two teams like religiously. And then any time I want to slag Tottenham, I just get told I get told fuck off two clubs, and it, <laughs> and it, and it, and it honestly hurts me. <laughs> I follow lots of clubs. I, I do this like a little. I get I've had people I've had people just go on and on at me for this for so long. Going, how can you? And it's always people with like two or three kids. <laughs> and I'm like, so we're agreeing, right? <laughs> Some days you've got one that's your preference. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I don't get about it is see the people that, because they'll go like that, oh, but how can you say, you know, oh, you're a Dundee United fan if you go to that game? I'm like, I go to every Dundee United game though. Yeah. Like every. You're saying that as a fan of, I don't know who, Celtic, and you don't go to any games. Yeah. But you're having a go at me, someone that goes to every single game for also going to other games as well. Fuck off. Yeah, I've got my my thing is although I, I f- the last two seasons where Rangers and Arsenal both making the group stage of Europa, I've had the dilemma of just like fingers crossed, don't draw each other. Yeah, because I've always been able to go. They don't they don't play each other. Oh, I've got I've got a definite hierarchy though. Dundee United come top for oh, me. Of course, like, no, miles top. Yeah, Rangers one hundred percent. But it's like I just don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah, totally. At least you can't both lose. If you if you draw each other, one's yeah. going through. Yeah, but I see. Yeah, it, it just need to be fingers crossed. They both go through. <laughs> both games are draws. Aye. <laughs> uh, Charlie Gilmore, Telstar one one nil against. That's two wins on the bounce for them against Almere. Almere, is it Almere? Yeah. Gordon just says things confidently. Well, I wouldn't be we, sure if that's we, correct. Uh, Dutch or not. Pronunci- uh, Dutch and Belgian pronunciations are okay for this stuff. Uh, uh, Martin Garrett, what's he? Martin. Michael 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 Garrett has uh, corrected me cool. multiple times uh, Charlie Gilmore should have scored with his left foot in this game you'll see it from about 10 yards out gets cut back to him really good technique but he just leans back to him <sighs> I was really because I really wanted him to score because he, he's playing every game 90 minutes every brilliant. Week. he's a good player but again it's a two minute clip it's getting really difficult to try and get a grasp <laughs> of how the game even was how much did it take to sponsor him to try him to wear a GoPro for a whole game a chess mount one we're like right okay <laughs> we, between 60 and 65 minutes you could have been running a wee bit more mate and... well I think once everybody look at this I think the idea would be to go and try and get in one of these a couple of these games mm-hmm. getting to Holland is easy yeah Rangold plays 
at the airport. Aye, Carol, just, just <laughs> on the runway. <laughs> and the final one, Jack Harper, uh, Alcacon, do two each well, Maria. Um, played 65 minutes, wasn't involved in any goals. Again, the highlights were only the goals. Um, another stupid handball penalty, it's really beginning to annoy me. I do like uh, Alcacon, though, because the scorer of both their goals was Stoichkov and Rui Costa. It just like, feels like we're stuck in some nice. sort of 90s like, FIFA Ultimate Team icon mode. Yeah, they, they, they did all their scouting like in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we'll pick him up, he was quality, wasn't he? <laughs> Left back's called Lisa Razoui. But that's the update on Scots Abroad and our other players are sponsored player Michael Hewitt of co-winning Rangers. They won 3 now against Largs Fissel. He played 90 minutes. Not found the highlights yet, but I am promised that he had a chance to score. Mm-hmm. But How been, good was this chance? Don't know. I can't find the highlights. I've been promised they're there, mm-hmm. so I just need to go find them. They will be on the Twitter page, as is the highlights of all the other players. But yeah, massive congratulations to Fiona Brown on winning the yep. Swedish Championship. This week's picks. Do you want to start, Gordo? I'd love to start. You go for it. Are you doing banker value? Value? Or are you, you doing it properly? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I was just like bringing in. I'm actually as as we discussed before this podcast, I will be taking one game and the three results in it. Just so I'm <laughs> sure. One. Um, Sixty minutes gone. Game abandoned. Game abandoned. <laughs> um, so. First off, my, my banker is both teams to score in uh, Wurzburg Kickers versus Duisburg. Which is very good because George Jones on the Facebook group asked especially for a tip on both teams to score. So George, this one's for you. This one's for you. I don't think you want to come in for me, but <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, I, I fancy both their, both teams uh, score and concede lots. The last two games, uh, the last few games between them have been 1-1 and 2-1. Um, I think that Duisburg will win this game but I'm more confident just taking it as a, both teams to score tons of goals going in and out uh, and it's 1-2 to two, both teams to score I like the overs on that just in general I think every game I've looked at standard 2.5 of the 5 home it, the goals galore in both teams home and away what, what are you getting for over 2.5 do you know couldn't find it no I didn't that'll come look. out near the time it might be around 8-11 to 11, I'd guess um, over under a good uh, one a good one to know 4-7 to seven. Is that over 1.5? 2.5. Oh, see, that's shit. 1 to 6 for over 1.5. See, that's a good banker. Um, for the both teams to score, a good one to look at is Peterborough away, because that happens most weeks. They're not playing away this week, but yeah. And any game involving QPR, all of QPR's games this season have had over 1.5 goals in them in the league. Um, and I think it's like, what everything bar one away game has had both teams to score as well. So QPR for Rangers fans up here, not Queen's Park Rangers, the Rangers. Um Mark Warburton plays very open football. He will create chances, but his team will always be shite at defending. Always. I've Aye. seen it too much. He's getting no interest in knowing how to defend. So any set pieces against him, you're guaranteed goals. So for both teams to score, I'd look at QPR games away and Peterborough away. Nice. Um, your banker, Andy? I'm in Holland from a banker. Saturday, quarter to seven at night. It's Vitesse against Den Haag. So Vitesse are up to third place in the league, 23 points from 10 games, playing Den Haag, who are third bottom, that's 16th, who only have six points from their 10 games. Uh, Vitesse second in the league's five-game form table, 12 points from their last five matches. 
They're pretty solid at home, unbeaten this season. Uh, 13 points from their five home games, so that's four wins and a draw. Den Hag have picked up zero points from their last five games and scored only three goals in the process. Pretty straightforward home win at odds of two to five. Yeah, I, I was shocked you were getting two to five I when I seen it. I was like, I don't understand, but I'm now panicking. This seems like we need like a Dutch correspondent to confirm that Why the test of food poisoning are <laughs> yeah. out injured. Dodgy men. Well, it's just the fact they're on tremendous form. Yeah. And Den Hag are in terrible form. Add in their respective league tables, the way that they're scoring, the way that um, Den Hag can't score anything. This should be, this is as banker as banker gets for me. I'm good with that. Um, my banker is in Croatia. It's Hadjik Split versus Slavan Bilupo. We must be the only British podcast that said Slavan Bilupo in like seven episodes. A lot of times. Yeah, because it just sounds like a generic Croatian name. Name, like Slavan Village. Bobson and Dugnut. <laughs> Uh, how do you explain you're getting 1-4 they've won all 6 games at home this season they've scored 14 conceded 1 uh, Slavin Blupo have won 1 away from home lost the other 5 6 goals for 17 against the only team that beats Istra who are the worst home team so to me it's it's pretty strong had it split one to four. I was quite happy we we're getting one to four when I picked this ah. out at the end of the odds yet. I was thinking one to six, but I'm sticking with it. It's my banker. Um I think I had another one. I'm just gonna try and see if I can find what I'd said. No, I don't don't know what it is. I had another banker, it might have been Slavia Prague. I think similar odds one to four at home to Bohemians. But very strong form. But yeah, one to four, my banker. Had you split. My value is the rock and hard place derby um, between two teams that are just <laughs> terrible. But I think I have picked a team who are less terrible. So it's Belenises versus Aves. So Belenises at home are not very good. Aves away are even worse. So Aves... <laughs> I've mentioned already. Aves I've mentioned already. I, I had to scroll down to get to the green bits on the flash score for them. <laughs> They have had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 losses away from home in a row. Bell and he says they're not very good at home. but Did, you say, did you say 12? Are you literally telling me this is their 13th game away from home? Yep. <laughs> oh, lucky number 13. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Jesus. So Bell and he says oh, are, are also not very good, but I think they're good enough to beat Aves. And they are evens at home to do so. Um, Bell and that, that's in the Portuguese league. Oh, on Saturday. Yeah, and this this one is purely going against Aves because Belenises are not very they, good either. They are so bad. Having watched the highlights of Ryan Gold's game there, they are honestly shite. They, they are so bad at defending. Like, like, you could have dragged me in and shoved me in at centre-half and we still wouldn't have conceded five goals. We have conceded four. Yeah. But they're fucking terrible. But I have no clue how good Belenin Belenises are. are not very good either. <laughs> but I just think that Aves are on such a terrible spin. I'm going to stick a ridiculous bet on this, right? Just because I was looking at results. So they lost five two last week. Mm-hmm. The last two times they've played Berenenses away. Mm-hmm. Guess the score five two and two five. I've just seen that. So I am definitely going to stick two quid on five two to Berenenses just because last t- last two times I've travelled to them, lost five two, and they lost five two last weekend. I just think that <laughs> just just yeah. for fun, two I, quid. I think the Belenises are need points at home, like they're going to need to do it. So I'm going to stick a tenner on the draw. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I fancy Aves versus Belenises. Your value? Uh, we've spoken about them before. Let's talk about them again. It's Peterborough. Uh, they're at home to Coventry. You uh, get any stats about their two strikers in in League One? <laughs> for the top scores, they've scored like uh, they are a lot of goals. Scored a lot of goals. Scored a lot of goals. 
football tipping podcast, John. It's, it's Tony Riser. To it's good, good to know these things. Things you can get from a bank. St. <laughs> <laughs> so Peterborough third, Coventry are sixth. There's only three points that separate them, but uh, Peterborough have scored almost twice as many goals. 30 goals scored, 16 against. Coventry only 16 scored, 15 against. So don't know where they're getting all their points from. Winning 1-0 and then losing 1-0 the following week. Uh, Form-wise, Peterborough now unbeaten in their last five. They've won four of them, drawn once. Their last five home matches have all been wins, and that's by a combined scoreline of 15-2. to So that's they're just dominant at home. Coventry haven't won an away match in their last eight attempts. So match those two things together. I think the over-even money for a Peterborough win represents pretty good value. Especially with how good they are uh, in scoring goals. <laughs> I've, just wrote, I've just wrote yes. <laughs> but I did say that about both all the bankers last week. Like I was so confident in the rest. I couldn't get why you were getting so, such good odds. Now I'm scared. <laughs> uh, my value is in the Bundesliga 2. Dresden versus Bielefeld. Uh, away you're getting Dresden at, uh, sorry, Bielefeld at 12 to 11. Um, four wins in a draw away from home. So it's the best away record versus seven points from five at home. Just looks really strong. Even the the teams at Bielefeld have picked points away from home are in and around the same area as Duisburg. So away rec- away picks are always dodgy. They are. You just feel uncomfortable. But Bielefeld look like they're in really good form. And also they're third just now and Hamburg are playing Stuttgart who are the top two. They are. And you're, you're actually getting very good odds on Stuttgart. I, Stuttgart. Yeah, because I looked at Hamburg initially because you were getting more than evens for them, but then just I, I didn't realise how good Stuttgart were just now. And you're getting almost three to one for Stuttgart. Really? Yeah. I watched Hamburg last night. They weren't. I don't no. think they, they were playing Bielefeld. Oh, really? uh, or, or yeah, I think it was Bielefeld last night. They drew one each. Um, but yeah, Stuttgart might be a. I think Stuttgart are very. Now that we're coming on to the outsider, I didn't take them as the outsider, but I really considered it. Right. But yeah, to be but clear, Bielefeld, yeah. Bielefeld away Dresden, yeah. Okay, uh, my outsider is actually the, the pick I'm most excited about this week, to be honest. It is Mets versus Leon. Uh, Leon versus Mets. Now, both teams are not great, but I don't think 7-1 to one represents... Like, I, if you look it's at where just, they are... It's just so bold for a man that needs results. But, Picking a 7-1 But, Le- but Leon haven't won in, like, what, six home games or I something? think you're confusing with Leon. Uh... Um, no, no, the, uh, Leon, haven't, Leon haven't won at home. Um, they've only won... If you look at their form, they've went draw, loss, loss, draw, draw. They're playing midweek. They're going to have a difficult game. They're playing tonight, I believe. Uh, or is it tomorrow night? They're playing midweek anyway. They're going to have to um, come back. It's three days later they play against Mets. Mets are not very good either, but I don't think they're 7-1. to one. <laughs> Not very good. Yeah. Um, they're above them in the table. Um, Mets have got 11 points. Leon have got 10. I think this is the kind of thing that Mets will fancy if they think, right, there's a team coming up um, who they... They they don't need this result as much. Leon will stay up. Mets might not. So, seven to one is is very ambitious. I you know I like it. I like the bravado, and the good thing is you can probably pick anything as your outsider, and it'll never be the worst outsider that's been picked <laughs> yep. on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> that, that exists about probably about twelve months. Probably exactly about a ago. calendar year ago that <laughs> yeah. happened. Um, good. So. I think that was a good pick. Whoever gave you that one was a belt. That was like enough enough goal alerts to fucking battery out your phone. <laughs> For anyone that can't remember, that's the time I think it was at FC eight, Cologne. Eight yeah, they won eight <laughs> one. So I, <laughs> fancy the wee upset and they get beat eight one. Old history. Yeah. 
Um, my outsider is a lot closer to home. It's England League Two, Saturday at three PM. It's Exeter versus Plymouth. I'm going to take Plymouth away from home. Uh, Inform Plymouth team three to one's pretty big. Only six points separate them in the table. Um, Plymouth do have a better goal difference and have scored more goals. Uh, Exeter coming off the back of a 4-0 thrashing away at Cambridge last week. Plymouth won 2-0 against Carlisle, so there's a slight forming difference there. Um, But that'll all change. Obviously, there's a midweek card happening today and tomorrow, so maybe keep an eye out for what's happened Mm -hmm. to both Plymouth and Exeter. I think it'll be a really close match, and just based on that, I'm happy to side with the team that's priced at 3-1. That's that's why I'm picking them. Yeah, as an outsider, I'm not going to argue with an outsider. It's hard to pick. There was so many to try that I potentially... I changed this like four times. Mm. Um, the one I've went with, we'll talk about the rest in a minute, is Creep versus Xanthi. Um Away, Xanthi are 4-1. Ridiculous odds, considering they're the best away team in the, in the, the, Greek, division. the Greek Super League. It is against the second best home, but they have played three. Three of those four games have been against the bottom five. Right, so two strength of, of schedule And is... two of them have been newly promoted sides. They did scud Panathinaikos, who aren't great just now. Um, they're coming through a bit of a change. But Xanti have played decent teams away from home, including a 2-1 win away to AK Athens, mm-hmm. who are the best team in the league. Well, them and Olympiakos. Um, so I just think 41 doesn't make any sense to me. It looks like Xanti have played the, the tougher opponents away from home, and you're getting 41. Mm. So I'm 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 very confident with this one actually. Hmm. However, I was almost swayed by Hitafi again. Hitafi are six to one away to Sevilla. Um Sevilla have lost the two games so far after Europa League. And Hitafi have only been beaten this year by Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Sevilla have lo- lost at home to Sociedad after mm-hmm. the Krasnodar victory. Mm-hmm. So norm- they've won both their Europa League games. So see if Sevilla win. Have a look have at Hitafi. Yeah. Um, just just something that looked... 6-1 didn't make any sense for a team who are above them in the league. Yeah. Hitafi are second just now. So there's there's quite a good few outsiders. Yeah, you Stuttgart. So there is... The... But just for the three that we've actually picked, the yeah. odds of 7-1, 3-1 and 4-1, yeah. that's combined 231-1. Nice, <laughs> you know, for the for the people out there that maybe like their fifty pence bets. Yeah, other Hi, Gar- that's your one. Gary Black, like 13, 13 pence left in an account. There you go, whack it on that, mm-hmm. bung it on. Yeah, so that, that's the picks. I th- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite excited. <laughs> oh, I feel reasonably I, confident. Well, well, I'm, well, I'm going on a three to one and a two to one in the last two weeks. So I'm like wanting to get another outsider so I can retire. <laughs> I genuinely thought about making all my picks one to eight or something. Like backing PSG over one goal. Can you scored? <laughs> See if that doesn't come in though. Ah, you just get hounded off the podcast. Oh, how bad we never talked about it. how bad was my request about for the Man U game? That was the dullest that that and the That shape. game was just oh, miserable. There wasn't a tackle to be had. There was a wee flurry of like five minutes where I went, Oh, okay, we're gonna get something. I was like, oh, saw Roy Keane in the studio talking about it before the game started. Look at them all hugging each other in the tunnel and having a laugh and a joke. That does actually Annoy me. Uh, it annoyed Roy Keane, um, something rotten. But you, you saw that get carried over during the, onto the atmosphere that was on the pitch. Yeah. I was at the Arsenal game last night down in, at Sheffield, Sheffield United. United yeah. And Socrates has went up for a header with not McGoldrick, but their other strikers at Moussa. Moussa? The boy who scored. The boy who sc- yeah, uh, yeah, Moussa. Yeah, because he scored against. And uh, he's, the guys came down on his ankle, and the ball's still in play, and Socrates is checking that he's all right. And I'm like, 
No, fuck that. That's the end of the game. Don't yeah. don't check if your opponent's all right during the fucking game when the ball's still in play. We said this before, right? <laughs> this is Granite Shaka corner again, right? He he embodies everything that Arsenal are. Like he is the captain of Arsenal. Yeah, it, they're a team in going spirit no- and ethos. Yeah, yeah, a team going nowhere with no character, with no talent, no ability, no nothing going for them. And he he probably should be the captain. Actually, he embodies everything yeah. about that club. <laughs> he is our values. Yeah, I did enjoy. I said this already before we recorded. I did really enjoyed the, the cheering from all Arsenal fans when he got subbed. Yeah, that the, is the that euphoria. That literally says everything you need to know about the decision to make him captain. As every single person was cheering, everyone. I mean, that was it. I watch Arsenal follow follow the results quite closely. They're still right up there. That was a chance to go third. Yes, it's not like they're fannying about in twelfth place or something. Like massive underachievers. The Arsenal thing as well. We were talking. I seen you retweeted it earlier on that that clip of Paul Rudd. It's like yes, Jack, that Jack. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's a clip of Paul Rudd on uh, hot ones. So like the thing where they eat spicy wings. And uh, what is it? What is Paul, it? Shaka and Emery when they're still there next year. When they're still there this year, and it's Paul Rudd. You can only see Paul Rudd's face talking to the the commentator. I'm like, did you think we'd still be here? I know. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what it reeks of, man. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> Is there any special bets, any games that are of interest to us at the weekend? Um, I had a look at, I mean, I'll, I'll come on to Andy's charity pick that I want to talk about at some point. I mean, I can't I can't slate anyone's picks, but... No, you can't. <laughs> I'll leave that there. But uh, the charity picks, I, I looked at the game that you're going to mention and was frightened of getting being on the wrong side of it. <laughs> I was... You know, I had had it down, looked at it, and I thought Jason Stott's going to be in this seat in no time if that goes wrong. <laughs> Who have you taken for charity? Uh, for the charity <laughs> event, I've, I've taken Urdingen at home to Carl Zeiss Jena, and you'll get Urdingen at a reasonably massive price, in my opinion, of 2-3 to three at Bet365. Everywhere else calls it 4-6. to six. Don't know why Bet365 fucking persist with 2-3. to three. Um, Jena have only two points this season yeah, but through 12 they, matches. Did they not get one of them? Got one, got one at the behest of me. Yeah, they got point. one when Gordon tipped against them. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, They've lost all six matches they've played away from home in the league. Erdingen, they're not great, but they're starting to find some form after a bad start. Uh, they're joint second in the league's five-game form table. Ten points from the last five matches. Yena have one point from that time period. Two three for an Erdingen win. Uh, Erdingen win has to be good value against a team that has two points all season and are rotten. Silkeberg had two points and it really hurt when they lost. Only <laughs> one. Maybe but not. yeah, I, I do like I do actually like that pick. I was just scared of picking it. Uh, so my charity, my charity pick um, is Montpellier at home to Angers. Uh, Montpellier have won their last four games at home. Angers have lost four out of their last five at home. If you look at the standings um, at home, twelve points from um, Montpellier, and yeah, uh, Angers are not very good. If you look at the form table, they're pretty equal at the moment on home and away. But I, I just think that uh, Montpellier are a better team and. They'll, they'll beat Angers so they're 6-5 that's that's the price you're getting on them there and I thought that's a really good a decent one for the, the charity here's me picking a team that's got 10 points from the last 5 games second in the form table against a team that will have only 2 points 
all season and you're slating it, going, oh, I'm unsure about that. And then you give us your pick and your reasoning is, oh, they're about the same, but I quite fancy this one. No, they're fuck off. They're about the same in the current form table, but at home in the last five games. But at home, they are pretty good. I'll have you know. I just looked at yours when I seen it and I was like, oh, brave. Brave taking on Yena. That's all it is for me. If I see Kilmarnock or Hamilton, I'm not taking it. Like... Yena, Yena are in it. Uh, Leon, the Mexican Leon. I have a Carl's House Yena scarf. <laughs> I do. Gordon got me. I a, got it. Gordon, Gordon, <laughs> Gordon got me a Carl's House Yena advent calendar for Christmas last year. <laughs> I had chocolates in it, like a fucking like imported from Germany. Beautiful. Uh, the actual official Carl's House Yena, and I had all the squad players behind the doors of their numbers one through twenty-five. There was, there's a reason for this. It's because. I, I think it may have been talked about in the podcast before. We went to go see Hamburg 2 play Karlsruhe Jena and Andy wore his fucking Hamburg no, top. No, it was, it was Hertha. Berlin. Or Hertha. Yeah. And he wore his top to the game, right? Which meant we had to walk like three miles to get into the game, like round the fucking Olympia Stadium. It's amazing, Stadium. right? So the Olympia Stadium, the, it has like lesser Olympia Stadium, like lesser Hamden right, next okay. door to it. So you got off the train at the Olympia Stadium train station we said to have a few beers and that and we went to go in and it was like oh no away fans only on this side I was like right we'll walk to the other gate and the guy went do you have a car I said, what the fuck are you talking about do I have a car he's like because it's a long walk it's about three miles <laughs> aye, aye. Like you can, yeah you can't go you can't go counterclockwise you have to go clockwise which takes you all the way around the Olympia Stadium and then all the way around an equestrian centre right. and yeah. horses run a long way right so this thing's massive <laughs> We missed the first like twenty minutes Aye. of the match. We got in, and it was like, and Carl's Ice Yen, See if you were in that top. Carl's Ice Yen won. It would have been a much better experience. And we're having a great time. They had big the drums and all that. Yeah. We're in a, we're in Berlin. Not this weekend. The following weekend. What have and you? What have you sussed out it's, to go to? It's Hertha versus Union, so we can't go. It's <sighs> completely sold out. But we're going to just go down and around and just get fucking blazing around fans and just see what's happening because cool. I think it'll be pretty there's also loads of regional football that you can go yeah, to yeah. Good. there's a couple of bars we've just not decided which side we want to be on okay to be honest go, yeah. on, the, go on the union side it'll be more fun you think so? yeah, yeah. but even even if you, I mean, if I, don't you want... know, I don't know if a group of six uh, Rangers fans want to just be cutting about and oh, six Rangers fans want the, to go the, anywhere the you union go, side should go and see Dynamo <laughs> I, what division like, would they be in? Because um, we have sus, there's like four local, like think uh, regional west or whatever it is. Yeah, there's the Berlin regional west. Yeah, Victoria Berlin are. There's also like good as well. I've not? seen Victoria before when we went into the stadium. There were two like women in their maybe sixties or seventies, and there was a bake sale. It was like a proper <laughs> like they baked cakes. Oh, brilliant! And you know, for a for a euro, you could get a big slice of carrot cake. It was bizarre, <laughs> but but Victoria's a Victoria's a good day. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've yeah. just realised I've not even done my charity pick yet. Oh, <laughs> well, let's recap the charity picks. So the charity picks are Urdingen, which is do- which is dodgy, and then Montpellier, Montpellier which is, which is a lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've gone Czech Republic, which is going to become a theme, I think, yeah. until it stops working. Uh, Banaco Strava versus Sigma Sigma Olomouc. The draw is twelve to five, um, mainly because Banaco Strava are really good at home. But they've played a lot of teams in the lower half so far. Mm-hmm. Sigma Olomouc have played away to Pilsen and Sparta Prague and drawn recently. They've drawn three of the last five. Three of the last five meetings of this game at Banaco Strava have been draws. It looks like a draw to me. Banker Ostrava. Banker Ostrava for the draw. So that's the charity. That's our picks. Um, do we have any updates for the whatever that thing is that you guys play that I just could Can I do with? my bit in this one? Tell me you've won a game. No. <laughs> 
I hope there's no fucking spare rope in your room. I know this. So for listeners, it's it's the English fantasy football, but we've got a specific trampled bet draft league. So it's not the normal salary cap league. There's eight of us pre-season. They did a draft. We can only have one player. uh, Can only be in one team once. Um, Gordon has has won zero games. I've changed his name in the group chat to L L L L L L L L L L L Gordon. Just, just for me and my L train. So I'll be adding another L. It's just like I, this week I was looked. I was doing okay Sunday, and then James McIver again. Like was, had four or five Sheffield United players on his team. I think it was two. But with got like with, they points. were both defenders with his clean sheets, and then he got his bench subbed in as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, had, I, had, I had twenty. It was twenty six, twenty five on Saturday, Saturday night or Sunday night. Whenever it was, and then I lost by like 40. Yeah, it was 47 26. Yeah. Ended. That's fucking, I get knee points that. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, not good for me. Uh, Neil Moore leads the way. Um, he, he won a top of the table clash uh, at the weekend there uh, against Edward Field. Uh, I took a loss, uh, which also cost me two side bets to James McIver and Ben Conley. I'd won five in a row and I got pissed on Friday and got a wee bit ahead of myself. <laughs> 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 offering out, offering outside bets here, there, and everywhere, uh, and I got I got humiliated uh, by Ben mainly because I have six Arsenal players on my team, which is ridiculous, right? You shouldn't put all your eggs in such a like one basket like that. That's a terrible basket at the moment. Well, you know? it, it was good enough to win five in a row. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got hundreds of Liverpool players on my team. I don't know. They just must not <laughs> be starting. I don't know what's going on. And in the actual league that everyone can, um, so it's not limited to eight. There's there's loads of people in the uh, official trampled bet league. Um, Christopher Sumner still leads the way, only two points ahead of Ross Medvin though. So there's a a big top of the table, four nine five and four nine three. There, you've got to scroll quite a long way down to get to me in seventeenth place. I'm in tenth in that league. That's the real week. The, 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 league, the league that everyone cares about. The draft league, <laughs> as you know, the draft league is where it's at. So yeah, that's um, that's some good fun. Uh, there's been a lot of interaction on the Facebook group this yeah. week. Uh, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, please do search Trampled Bet Podcast and join in there. Some great shouts from people, some general chat, uh, and some various bits and bobs of slating of, of picks. I just realised because we actually mentioned Central Coast as part of the bets, we didn't actually mention Ziggy Gordon and the Scots Abroad part, but it was covered in the Drew One H. We did that. <laughs> So yeah, get, in, get involved. Get involved in the Facebook. Yeah, well, also, don't wait until the fucking games have lost to speak up. Like you guys, you guys, I'm not on Facebook, you guys would know. Do, are people clever enough to chime up before the games? Or do they wait until God those picks inevitably don't come in? <laughs> they, wait, they wait until they inevitably they wait, do. They, yeah. but, it's, but it's more fun that way. It I is think. more fun that no, way. It's no, that's exactly why we do this podcast, because it's fucking shite bags that I can't trust. I've followed, there's a Twitter account that I've just started following and just comment and saying no every time he posts his picks because he posts it you know when you select your picks yeah you've not actually put the bet on yeah mm-hmm. he posts it like that and I'm convinced what he's doing is posting seven or eight different pictures and then deleting the uh, ones deleting out. the ones that don't come in yeah. oh, that's Without, bag behaviour because, because I'm going eh. the thing is football betting is, f- is fucking hard right yeah. so, so we're doing our best here to do a bit of research in advance to therefore give you a more informed decision. Yeah, if you want to be clever, can we just point out that Man City lost at one to eleven away to Norwich. Yeah. Bayern Munich lost to Augsburg at one to twenty-five. It happens, man. So it does. this is still gambling. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I hate that we have to explain this and go, we don't, ha- we're not from the future. As much as we'd like to be. Yeah. We, we, it- we are, we are not, we do, we do not know what's happening here. But everyone acts like because we do a podcast that we fucking know that this is definitely going to happen. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take out all references to individuals and even teams here. But I text John, uh, and you're involved in this as well, Gordon. Mm-hmm. I got a text on, uh, on on Friday evening about a particular match in which there was going to be a booking in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and a company screenshot where someone had lumped on Seven, 600 quid 600 quid on the yeah. fact this was going to happen and apparently knew someone at the club and all that sort of stuff after 20 minutes zero shots zero cards yeah, yeah. so it happens so, like. so someone's either hated the person that they've chucked a tip to or because we got wind of it everyone's got wind of it before the match and the clubs have been told yeah, wrap yeah. It. if there's fucking any misbehaviour you'll both be fine massively yeah. and they've all went because I watched the first 50 minutes just to see. There was not a fucking tackle. Nope. Like, nobody <laughs> went near. So you're going, fucking hell. Like, like, this is so against what's happening. It's like the last day of school when the teacher goes like that at the assembly. <laughs> it, We've caught wind of the fact there may be a prank later on today. And everyone's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Who's best the grass? Who is the grass? Best behaviour it is. Um, so that's the picks. That's the podcast. Um Get us at the normal places uh, at John Walker underscore nineteen eighty six. Get myself at ASV Sports. You get me at underscore Gordo Mick. Get us all at Trample Bet and the Facebook group. Just search. search Trample Bet Podcast. Get involved. Best luck. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. <laughs> <laughs>